So this is going to be the final part, part four of my challenges in business series. And today I'm going to get very raw and very personal with my life experiences, my childhood and business. I am going to warn you that this could trigger some people. I will discuss, you know, my life growing up. I will talk about medicine. I will talk about business, my relationship with my mother, mental health, and sexual abuse. So if this is something that will trigger anyone, you know, I would suggest either just not listening to this week's episode, or if you really do want to listen, just kind of bracing yourself because I know what it's like to be triggered. But I'm so happy that a good friend of mine in my community, Cho, inspired me to do this particular episode. And I was very inspired by her podcast episode. And you will have details in the show notes of how you can check her out on Instagram, and you can check out that podcast episode from her as well. So let's jump into it. Hey guys, welcome to the Socials and Business Podcast, Mindset to CEO. I'm your host, Mercedes K., New York and Florida-based content creator, coach, and CEO of GTM Digital and Kajorico. I am a science girl, trained in medicine, but knew something was always missing. When my mom passed away, I realized life is too short to be doing anything that is not your true dream. So I took a leap and started my own entrepreneurial journey. Now I help other women and influencers do the same. I work with new boss babes and help them build successful and profitable brands with social media and uniquely styled coaching. We will cover everything from tips and tricks to building your brand, social media, everyday life, and self-care for the new entrepreneur. I will also be interviewing boss babes and guys from around the world that will offer expertise and guidance for female boss babes CEOs just like you. Tune in on Wednesdays at 5.30 a.m. for new episodes that are sure to help jumpstart your brand and navigate this crazy world of social media and business. But before we get started, let's give our Instagram account shout out to at C-H-A-U-F-A-N-G-U-Y-E-N. You guys know what to do. Head over to Instagram and check them out. And if their content speaks to you, don't forget to hit that follow button. Now it is time to dive into this exciting new episode. Hey guys, I am so excited that you are tuning in for another episode of the Socials and Business Podcast, Mindset to CEO. I have to say this has been a very exciting week in business and I know it's only going to get better from here on in. But before we get started with anything, you guys know that I could not do 
what I do without the help and support from all of you. So before we jump into anything, we are going to start, as always, by giving yourselves a round of applause. Yes, bosses. I am so excited that you're here. And this is part four of my challenges in business series. This will also be the last part. We have discussed a few things that we deal with as entrepreneurs and how we can go about making some of these things better and doing things the correct way. In this week's episode, I wanted to talk about how the past affects us in the present, how our past experiences affect how we do business. Now, you've heard this before. I mean, we make decisions, we go about how we operate by our past experiences. Some of us will not touch something because of an experience in the past. Some of us will not even consider doing certain things because of either the way we were raised or we had a bad experience with something or we know someone else who has had a bad experience with something. So the the past, sorry, I'm over here getting tongue-tied, does affect how we operate in the present. So this episode was inspired by an awesome, beautiful soul in my community. Her name is Chof, and I listened to her first podcast episode, and I realized we had so much in common, and we we went through a lot like we we dealt with a lot of shit over the years but we didn't let that stop us and of course we had to navigate some of these things you know in several different ways until we found out what worked for us but it just made me realize even more that our personal stories are just as important as, you know, the business. So I'm going to get a little raw and personal today. And I want to start with my early years. I mean, as a kid, you know, I had some of the same issues as any other kid, but I was kind of pushed to be perfect. And, you know, I had to be perfect in anything that I did. I had to get the best grades and it couldn't even be the best. It had to be the top grades in my class. Um, I've done a lot of activities when I was younger, figure skating, swimming, speech and debate, you know, even taking tests. If I did not have the best grade If I was not number one, I was ashamed of that. And this, all of this has really, it's what made me a perfectionist as an adult, where if something was not perfect, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't even put it out there. So you can imagine when I left, you know, medicine and decided to embark on this entrepreneur journey, I wanted to make sure that everything was exactly the way it was supposed to be or the way I thought 
it should be before I would even put anything out, before I would reach out to people. And then, you know, I started hearing all of this, start before you're ready. You guys know this term, start before you're ready. It is a big mindset shift in the entrepreneurial world. However, for someone like me who was so used to planning everything down, I'm talking about having a plan A, a plan B, and a contingency plan for A and B if something went wrong. Starting before I was ready was kind of like unheard of because for instance, as a figure skater, you do not go into competition if you have not practiced, if you have not, you know, pretty much perfected your routine. The same in swimming. You do not go to a swim meet and you have not been training for, you know, quite some time. And so the start before you were ready was not something that really resonated with me because I'm just like, who the hell in their right mind would want to embark on something or start something and not be 100% ready to do that? But I started realizing that just like medicine, business constantly changes, okay? So the marketing tactics that were used back in the 70s and 80s, they're still around, but there are new strategies. There are new marketing strategies today. So do you just sit here and use what you know, or do you utilize everything that's available to you? And that's what it came down to. And I had to start before I was ready and I was scared as hell because this was not how I operated. I was not taught to operate this way. I was taught to have my fucking ducks in a row before I did anything or before I said anything. I was very competitive because of this. So that past experience and just doing things that way and being raised to do things that way affected how I was, you know, trying to do business, you know, in 2010, 2011. And if I would have waited until I was 100% ready, the reality is I would still be waiting because I would still not be ready because shit is always changing. Especially if you look at social media, the algorithms change so much. The, there are so many different updates. I would personally be like, okay, wait, no, let's, let's figure out this new update. How can we make this, you know, the best for us, for our business? And then the following week, another update comes out. And now we have to like refocus. No, I would still be sitting here pulling my damn hair out because I was trying to make it perfect. And it's not easy. It's not easy being the way I was and changing. I really had to check myself. I really had to go on a soul searching journey and also work on my mindset about what I felt 
was right or what I felt was wrong, what I felt was worth it. That was a big, a big problem for me. And I know a lot of you guys are perfectionists as well or recovering perfectionists, as I like to say. And it's okay. It's okay to be a perfectionist, but it's not okay to not understand why being a perfectionist could be holding you back in business. So yes, it's always going to be a part of me. It's always going to be a part of anyone who is listening to this podcast, who is a perfectionist as well. But we have to understand that we have to be flexible. We have to be willing to change just a little bit. Now, something that I don't talk about that often my mom and I, we didn't have the best relationship. And there was reason for that. Uh, something I don't talk about, I was I was molested when I was younger. And when it came out later, I found out that my mother knew about it, but she didn't say anything. And that is when our relationship really kind of took a turn for the worst because I really didn't think that the whole experience affected me. I I saw it differently. I would see my older brothers and sisters, how they would act with their girlfriends and boyfriends and I would see how people would hug and kiss and even my parents. I thought this is how you showed love and affection and everyone was so busy and really not paying me any attention. So when this individual started showing me this attention, I didn't see it as incorrect. I didn't see it as wrong. I felt like, oh, okay, so this is my person. As I got older and started realizing things, you know, it was really fucked up my mindset around it because I really didn't know any better. And something that is really crazy is that this experience happened to me for a certain time frame and then it gradually stopped. And I was mad about that. I was mad that this individual was no longer doing this stuff to me or with me because, okay, because everyone else was doing it and no one was paying me any attention. So it was just like, was there something wrong with me? Was I not good enough anymore? And as I got older and started learning about, you know, what is proper and what is not, the abuse stopped because I was getting older, because I was going to start having these conversations, whether they were in school or, you know, with family or friends. So it was safer to stop it in the hopes that maybe I would just kind of forget it. So yeah, it was a really fucked up situation, but that affected me because that drove my perfectionism even more because I didn't understand it. So I was like, am I not good enough? I mean, now I really need to be perfect at everything, at everything that I do. And 
I started realizing as I became, you know, a young adult that my perfectionism was driven because I felt that I wasn't getting something and then I started getting it in the wrong way and didn't know any better and then it stopped and I felt that it that I wasn't good enough. And some of you may be thinking to yourself, are you serious? And yes, I am dead serious. I was driven by perfectionism because I felt that I was not good enough because I didn't know any better about what was personally happening to me. And once I realized that things started changing, I changed how I would view things. I changed how I would do things. I, the way I would process things, everything changed. My mindset around being perfect was not what I thought it was. And it wasn't driven by what I thought it was really driven by. And everything from that day started to change. Hey, bosses, you guys know I am all about organization and time management in my personal life, but it is even more important in my professional life. This is why I use HoneyBook. HoneyBook allows me to schedule my calls, view several calendars, batch emails, create proposals, contracts, send invoices. And that is just a few benefits of this CRM. I could not imagine running my business or even my personal life without it. Now you can try HoneyBook for $1 a month for six months. You heard that correctly, bosses. $1 a month for six months. Check the link in my bio on Instagram and the podcast show notes to find out how you can start using HoneyBook today. So now some of you may be wondering, you know, Mercedes, how does this pertain to business? And what I've come to realize is that we all have our own story. We all have our own experiences and we adjust and go through these experiences differently. You take myself, someone who was molested at a young age, and you take another individual who went through the same thing. This woman may not be comfortable around men when she's older or, you know, is very timid. And my experience was kind of different. I liked men and I wanted them to like me. In my head, I would kind of relive that experience without realizing it, how someone seemed to like me and then all of a sudden didn't. So I wanted to make sure that I was doing everything and anything to be liked by men. We had, you have myself and then you have someone else go through the same experience, but 
we experienced it differently. So in business, it's the same thing. Some people will tell us how to do something or, you know, what we should be doing based on what they have done and the experience they had with doing it that way. It doesn't mean that their way is wrong, but it also doesn't mean that their way will work for you. Now, as I, you know, started getting older, I started realizing that, you know, my mother was not perfect. She was what I call an undercover functioning alcoholic. She would drink a lot, but she was that person that would wake up in the morning and go to work. Like she could drink all night and she would wake up and go to work, wake up early on time, never late, and was just like fully functioning. And to me, I felt that, okay, her drinking really wasn't a problem because she was able to do all of this stuff. You know, she was a nurse, she was in the healthcare field. There are several, several people in my family in medicine. And then, you know, she would tell me stories about, you know, her growing up and, you know, she didn't have the best life. Her dream was to be a doctor, but she could not be because her family did not have money and they weren't really pushing her in that direction. So her pushing her dreams on to me and wanting me to go into medicine, I started understanding it a little more as, you know, we would have these arguments. And it took me some time to realize that we cannot do what other people want us to do because we won't truly be happy. So even though I was in medicine and doing well, I mean, I started out in medicine kind of early and I did just about everything while I was in school. And I mean, I worked as a medical assistant. I got certified doing EKGs and ultrasounds and lab work. So I was, you know, getting my feet wet, doing really well. So I was just like, you know what, fine, I'll go into medicine, you know, got into a really excellent program and was doing very well. But deep down inside, it wasn't my passion. It was my mother's dream, not mine. But even though we had kinks in our relationship and we had beef, okay, we would kind of go at it like cats and dogs. She was still my mother. I still loved her. She was, you know, one of the elders. So I respected her and this is what she wanted me to do. So I did it. But her drinking affected me a lot. I noticed that my moods would change anytime she was drunk and would contact me. I remember I was actually doing rotations in a hospital and we were working on a patient. It was a code blue patient is actively dying. And my phone rang a few times and it was my mother. 
And I remember someone saying, you know, do you need to take that call? And in my head, it's just like, no, like we need to save this person's life. Fuck the phone call. And she stopped calling me and then started calling the hospital looking for me. So after everything was said and done and I called her back, she was angry that I didn't answer her call. And even though she was a nurse and understood how the hospital worked, and I even told her, you know, I was actively trying to save a life. Like, you know, I was in the middle of compressions when you called. That didn't matter to her. She didn't care. She cared more that I did not answer her phone call. And that would, you know, things like that would make me so angry. And it would make me think, okay, you know, you wanted me to go down this path. Now I'm going down this path. And now you're angry that I am not accessible 24 seven to anything that you want and need. And, you know, it was hard. It really was. And then her drinking eventually caught up to her and, you know, she got really sick. She was very stubborn, didn't want to go to the hospital. And I eventually, you know, got her to the hospital. And for the first time, you know, she looked at me in the emergency room and she said that she was scared. And that's something I never heard from my mother. My mother, you know, she was a force of nature. One of those, I don't give a fuck, I'm going to do what I want type of, you know, people. And to hear her say that, you know, I arranged so that I could spend time with her so that she wasn't afraid or felt alone. And we started talking and, you know, I started asking questions that I've asked for many years that she never wanted to answer. And she started answering these questions. And then I started understanding that she was the way she was because of her experiences growing up. She herself was also molested. She went through a lot of different things and she just, it was kind of just like a normal thing to her because her mindset around it wasn't like your typical mindset. It was just like, okay, this happened, but we're just going to do something else. We're going to figure something else out. And she never really processed her trauma. So the way she operated day to day was based on her not addressing that there were some deep rooted issues that she should have, you know, worked through, whether it was in therapy or whatever the case may be. So I got a much better understanding. However, in the middle of the story, she died. And it was almost like reading a book, getting like toward the end. And then there was no ending. There was no ending. And you knew that there was no part two. So that really messed with my head because there were so many things that I wanted to know. And I was really starting to get these answers now. And they just weren't going to come after, you know, she passed away. So how did all of this affect me in business? I mean, I had a very short fuse because of 
how I would interact with my mother. And I would also have a short fuse with other people, with other interactions. So if I even, if I considered even the slightest bit of bullshit, I didn't want to be involved, whether it was, you know, working with other people on projects or interacting, you know, with clients. I just, I would kind of just like shut down, like, no, I'm, I'm not doing this. And, you know, that's it. It affected how I did business. It affected how I observed other people doing business. It affected my view on asking for help. It affected how I would seek help. And it ultimately left me in a place where I would rather just do everything myself than to include anyone that could possibly fuck up what I was trying to build. I was not open to, I mean, my business was my baby. When I left medicine, I got a lot of shit for that. But I was there because one, I was comfortable. I was doing great. I didn't want anyone to talk about me or to judge me or anything like that. So I stayed somewhere where I wasn't truly happy because of it. And then when my mom passed away, I really realized that I can't do stuff for other people. I cannot run my life or affairs the way other people's other people feel that I should. And again, everything started changing. My mindset started changing. I started seeing, I didn't see help as a weakness. I saw it as a strength, you know, and then I started surrounding myself with smarter people in business, you know, because, you know, I did come from medicine. Medicine was my strong point, but business, it was kind of like, eh, you know, I know quite a few things because my biological father, my stepfather, you know, even my husband now, serial entrepreneurs. So I wasn't completely unschooled, but there was still a little issue there with me moving forward and being able to scale because I was holding myself back because of the experiences that I had. So what I want you guys to take away from this week's, you know, message is that we are affected by the experiences we had in our past, in our present day lives. And for entrepreneurs, this can be a lot different because it will affect how we, you know, navigate business and the entrepreneurial journey. It will affect how we do business with other people, how we network, how we seek help. And this is definitely a challenge in business because believe it or not, there are so many entrepreneurs out there that have similar 
life experiences to me and may be doing things differently than I am, or some may be doing things similar to how I'm doing them now or how I was doing them in the past, but those stories matter and they do affect us and to not be afraid to work through them. Don't be afraid to change your mindset, to be able to look at things from different angles and really understand yourself and what it is that you want to be and what you want your business to be and know that there is always help out there. The community I'm building, I mean, everyone in my community is absolutely awesome and we can all help each other in more ways than one. So if you're feeling alone, if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling confused, just know you're not alone. A lot of us have experienced it. A lot of us do things because of what we've experienced in the past, and it's okay to change. You guys know I love to ask questions and run polls, so look for those in the show notes. And yeah, tell me about it. If you've had issues with mindset, if you had issues in, you know, with trauma that affects how you operate in today's life, I want to hear about it. Let's talk and let's start having some discussions. Well, bosses, as always, I'm so happy that you tuned in and, you know, it felt pretty good to kind of, you know, get some of this stuff off of my chest and to share it with you guys so you have a better understanding of me. And I cannot wait to talk to you guys soon. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to head over to my Instagram account at Kajorico and give me a like and follow. The best way to support this podcast is by following and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I truly love hearing from all of you. Don't forget to screenshot yourself listening to the Socials and Business Podcast, Mindset to CEO, and share it on your Instagram stories. I would love to connect with each and every one of you. I also run polls and ask questions, so be sure to look for those in the show notes. I love keeping up with social trends, giving tips on business, and posting about entrepreneur and influencer lifestyles. So be sure to follow me on my socials. You can catch the Socials and Business Podcast Mindset to CEO Wednesdays at 5.30 a.m. As always, thank you guys for tuning in and we will chat again soon.